There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, I think this song is more in order for today, so let's celebrate 20 years of Lori and Julia with special guest host Stephanie March because Lori took the day off. I know. <laughs> What? It's your 20th? I know. I'm happy to be here in Lori's stead. Yes, and we're happy to have you. I mean, I'm a poor fill-in for the tall blonde, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm happy to support... Thank you for coming. The, the team here. Gosh, I have to... Um, you, 20 looks good on you, girl. Do you think so? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so here, just a little, you know, <laughs> we moved our cubes, so you had to find me, so I had to hook up my, you know, my speaker. I, it's just been a day, but anyway, I just want to take some time, and we just posted an Instagram post. One of our longtime listeners, Carla, um, who's come to the State Fair every year and has documented our life, mm-hmm. um, put together this amazing scrapbook for Lori and I. Oh. And so we posted just kind of some of the pictures on Lori at Lori and Julia or Lori and Julia on Instagram. If you want to see our very first State Fair from 2003. Wow. wow. We didn't do it our first year. We did it the second year. And we were we had a gazebo. Oh. We had a gazebo. The Satellite Sisters used to be on our station. They came. Um, I think the next year, Dr. Laura came because she used to be on our station. Yeah. We used to have the Susie Orman show. We used to have um, another gal out of Connecticut who was original show. I can't think of her name. Arnie Carlson. Um, I'm just thinking back. And wow. Ian and Marjorie have been such a big part of it. And just trying to think in five minutes. I know. Because that's how much time I had to put, do my post. Right. <laughs> Everybody who's contributed to this show over the years. And I remember some very telling lines because uh, the boys were next door from KSTP AM and all the talk show. And I'm not talking about Joe and Sush right now, but we were asking this gentleman for some advice. And he goes, try not to suck. And I thought, <laughs> all right, there we go. There it is. There we go. That's, that's pretty that's- elemental, but it also really... It's the baseline. It is. But I want to thank you, Stephanie. I want to thank Stephanie Hansen. Yes. Dominic Papatola. All these people who came on. Allison Kaplan. Yeah. Um, Chris Hewitt. John Bream. Chris Riemann Schneider. Um, I put it on Instagram. I don't think I remembered every, every, everybody. And don't worry. Sarah you'll have Rogers. A, you'll have a lot of time, too, next yeah. week to, to continue these thank you. So if you miss somebody, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I just, and Grant, you and Donnie, of course. Oh, Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. So there's pictures of Donnie, Donnie in there. Donnie Love. And then our other, like, longtime archivist um, is is Barb Wernicke. And wow. she sent us a really sweet card, and she made a photo card of Lori and I. <gasps> oh. You, and it says, Lori and Julia haven't aged in 20 years. Thanks for entertaining us. 
My afternoons wouldn't be the same without you. We haven't done much socializing in the last few years, but we just appreciate you. And Barb literally has photos of us going way back to the beginning of time. It's so many hairstyles, so many so different many hairstyles. Waits for me. Right. Um, so many different looks. It's just, it's been so special. And the staff here, I mean, Ginny, who hired us, no experience. We had no experience. We found out actually from Stephanie. Hanson, that they were starting an all-women's talk station <laughs> when she used to work at KS95. Right. And she goes, you should contact them. And I had briefly worked at KSTP AM 1500 in sales. Oh. And I so I knew Ginny. So I called her and I said, can we meet you for lunch? Yeah. And she said, sure. And so at Todd Fisher, you know who you are. Um, Todd and Ginny met us at the Egg and I Oh, and Lori yeah. and I, Street, yeah. before even Oprah was on the air, I'm very nervous right now for some reason, just because the last hours. Is- well, hey, to um, make you feel a little less nervous, let's just say hi to one person. This person might make you feel a little oh, less nervous. That- hi, how are you doing? We got a special guest. Who's on the phone? Hey, Julia. <laughs> oh, my God. Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Donnie. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to help you relive a special moment in your radio career. So I'm going to say, hey, Julia. And then you say, hey, Donnie, again. Okay. Hey, Julia. Hey, Donnie. Pony on up, girl. <laughs> Cozy on up, boy. <laughs> Donnie. You have, to, you, have to tell them, you have to tell them what that means. Who said that to you on the phone? Kevin Costner. Kevin oh, Costner. What? Right. And Donnie, I'm crying. <laughs> she is crying, you guys. You guys. This oh, is important. Geez. This is good, though. <laughs> These are tears of happiness and importance, I think. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Julia. It's, oh, say that again. <laughs> Hi, Julia. I wanted to meet you forever. It's so nice you to come to the studio. Do you mind if I sit on your lap? <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up, girl. Uh, Donnie. Donnie, what you, <laughs> Donnie, what you put up with. Um, I, what, what you I, I, put up with with I, us girls. I'm just so glad I saved that. I, I knew oh. the kind of stuff that I, I could always, you know, replay. And whoever came after me, Grant, it's great job, man. Such a great, great job. Timing, oh, thanks, Grant. Donnie. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, happy 20th anniversary. And they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> Donnie, they did, didn't they? I just Don't you remember Aaron in the revolving door of everyone coming in to try to get a talk show? <laughs> Oh, Kathy Hartnett, I forgot to thank her. Um, oh, yeah. God, we had so much. I'm, I miss you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Julia, you'll be fine. Uh, you're I know. Here. I, I, you know, everything I hear about Grant is that he's... Oh, he's, he's fabulous. He's the second best producer in the world. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's exactly. right. Thank you, Donnie. That's an honor. That's an honor. Oh, Donnie, I, I just, I mean... Good Lord. I remember our very first meeting, honey. Yeah. <laughs> we sat. Yeah. Um, you know what I was thinking after that uh, first meeting, Julia, was what the hell I know, like, I um, know. What are you thinking? Donnie was a professional. Uh, Donnie. He was. Is, Donnie is a professional. Yeah. And then you get these two women with no experience, not journalists, not no. broadcasters, know nothing. No. And the three of us, boy, we had so many giggles, Donnie. You guys hammered it oh, out. We did. We did. Well, you really we, did. We didn't know. None of us really knew what we were doing, and we were literally just making it up as we went along. Oh, we, you guys you know, self-definable. I mean, the first thing you guys did, the first time, well, let me just recreate it for a second. Okay. So I'm sitting in Todd Fisher's office, I didn't know. and I'm getting ready to meet you guys, and then I hear these voices coming down the hall. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, good Lord. What have I done? 
<laughs> what have you done? And the first thing you did was make fun of my shoes. I did. I, don't know what that was. I did. They were floor shine. They were a taupe. They, they were, were floor a, shine shoes. They were a taupe. <laughs> New buck. New buck shoe, and I looked at your shoes and made so much fun, and we were trying to think of your a name for you or something, and I go, you're Donny Love. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how it all started. Oh, it did. I totally made fun of his shoes. I couldn't stand it, Donnie. We were on the little couch. I mean, oh, my gosh. How rude am I? But are you good? Uh, I tell you, the, the oh. stories I could tell about you two guys, but, uh, you know, I think I've got a non-disclosure agreement. Right. Right. So. Thank God. And when that runs out, let us know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Are you good? Stories mostly about you, Julia. Oh, was, no, here's the most common thing, Grant. I, I would say to Julia, oh. no, that's not how you pronounce that word. <laughs> oh my God, Le- legendary! <laughs> I really it's legendary. I really, um, and I and I haven't changed. No, you started out today yeah, trying to tell me to get a clip from John Mulaney. I know, and whatever, Mulaney, but that's okay. I do, still don't, but. Uh, I mean, Donnie, you were you were our glue. Thank you yes. so much. I just have, I mean, I would look back. Um, Carla sent us this memory book, Donnie, and the pictures from the yeah. State Fair and all the oh. silly things we did. I just think of some of the shenanigans and how we would just sit and laugh and you'd just be like, ladies, we're on the air. Late Girls, come yeah. up here. Yeah. Girls, come back. We're on the air. On the the air. Wrangler. The I, Wrangler. You were the... Uh, you you were the epitome of hurting cats. I know we were. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. we were. I know Lori just Ugh. thanks you too for everything. I know Lori's out of town, so that's okay. Do you but, love it? Yeah, that listen, just... I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you've got uh, a special show planned for your 20th anniversary. I'm so thrilled for you guys. I, I you know I was there for 18 years and. Um, uh, I, I was completely exhausted by the end of it. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> I know you were. Yeah, the naps. The Those naps are real. No, Daddy. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for everything. I'm so glad you, you called. It was, I was glad to be a part of something that turned out to be a really, really cool show at a really, really cool station. And, uh, you know, I'll always be your guy. You are. No, no, you you are the guy, Donnie. You you paved this way with those girls for a long time. You made it easy for me, so thank you coming from me. You, so. you bet, Grant. Yes. Glad thank to you. help. Julia, uh, I know you got a birthday coming up next month. Hope that's a good one for you. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. And, and, again, happy 20th anniversary. And and have a great show today, okay? Okay. Love th- to you. Thanks, Donnie. Love you. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, so... Because, you know, Elvis with his last, uh, you know, hit in the UK went number one, really, like just within the last 10 years. Yeah, it was the intro to, remember the show Las Vegas on NBC? Yes, the so last conversation. Yes, yeah, that was such a good show. Loved it with uh, our James, guy. Uh, Khan. Yeah, James Khan, and then our guy from, well, Minnesota Vikings fan, but from the Dakota. Josh Dumel. Josh Dumel was in it. Dumel, we love Josh Dumel. Yeah, that was a great I'll show. never forget when Lori saw him at a Timberwolves game. Oh, my God. It's I like I saw the most, one I second of the game. Beautiful <laughs> man in the world, and then I just kept looking at him. Yeah, Casey kept going, the game is over here, and I'm like, I got my binoculars trained nowhere near the game <laughs> he was courtside but still so i saw the ball when it went in front of josh yeah you did <laughs> so okay so i was i've been waiting where when is the austin butler when are all these talk austin shows sense. austin butler austin yeah he's playing elvis and it's literally a star is born moment i'm convinced of it that as a whole new group of people get love for elvis that maybe didn't have it 
Like I have it, Julia, like my family has it. Many other Elvis fans have. You've grown to get it. But I'm like, when is he going to start showing up on shows? What does he show up on? Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. And he's a big fan of Jimmy Fallon, apparently. And um, I mean, he's done a lot of like entertainment tonight. He sat down. He's done a lot because they did stuff from Cannes. So we've done these group things. Yes. And we know that Austin Butler is talking like Elvis. Okay. You know, because I don't know that he had this Southern drawl. When he was um, Skyler on the Carrie Diaries exactly. on the CW. Exactly. Um, I don't know, really. I can't remember because it's been so long since we've seen him in anything. So he sits down with Jimmy uh, Fallon. And I think the first cut we have is him talking about auditioning for the role of Elvis. Okay. okay. When you knew that you were there's an audition for Elvis and you're like, I'm close to it. Did you get nervous? Did you always know Elvis? <laughs> yeah. You did. Yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, but it's that thing where it's... Uh, I mean, it's the He's biggest breathy. responsibility I've ever felt. You feel such a responsibility to him, to his family, to all the people around the world who love him so much. and mm-hmm. uh, So it's terrifying. But it's also the thing where, as an actor, like the actors that I always looked up to when I was a kid, my dad always had Turner Classic Movies in the house. Oh, yeah. And so Raging Bull and, uh, and East of Eden and On the Waterfront movies. and all those. So it's always like, what, what did they do? And so it's always been about the challenge. So... I just, I, I lent into that as much as I could. But then once you got cast as Elvis, do you go like, okay, now I got the gig. Now it's really hard. I really got to get to work. Yeah, you you feel like you're about to climb Mount Everest. Yeah, yeah it yeah. really is. And you, yeah. you did it perfectly. Oh, I, I can't even tell you. You didn't do too much. It wasn't too little. Wait till you see this performance. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy, it was a knockout. He is leaning into his Oscar campaign already. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of this stuff just is so good. You, also to acknowledge, you know, it's it's nice that he acknowledges that this is could have been an impossible task. Absolutely. You know, to play Elvis Presley, Boz Lurman, you know, I mean there were a lot of people that wanted this uh part this and stuff. Role, so I like that he he he's given all this thought, but he is really giving thought into his um you know, the legacy. Yes. And paying attention to what he's saying, you know, we're he could see his career going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Name dropping boost. on the waterfront, east of Eden. I mean, this is just like as of a, as you know, just I'm I'm sure that there's no real big PR strategy behind this. Wink, wink. Oh, wink, wink. It just sure. delights me. <laughs> it's so it's so it feels organic and effortless, which I really like. So okay, then then he talked about Jimmy Fallon, and I've heard Lori- I think. It feels so organic and effortless. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. it wouldn't matter what he said. No, he I would know. just still be cuckoo. But but still all the same. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I appreciate the organic and effortlessness yes. of the approach that yes. he's doing. It's, 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 it's different. It's, it's so different. good. It's yep. so good. And so, and, and I know Jason had said this on his... TV show when he was supposed to not talk about the Elvis mm-hmm. show, right. the movie, and um, 
But the one thing he said was, he says, I didn't realize until this movie that Elvis had like three different distinct speaking voices. Either did I. Yeah, and he's just something he said you'll pick up on when you see the movie. So here's Austin Butler demonstrating to Jimmy Fallon how Elvis's voice changed through the years. Oh, okay. I mean, for one thing, you, you, you listen to Elvis speak, and there's these amazing archives out there of every interview he ever gave. And that was the first thing that hit me was, it's not just one voice of Elvis. His voice changed so much over the years. And so it's it's that thing of could you uh, could you give us an example? Or, I'm sorry to put you on the I spot. Myself, I wasn't gonna do it. Here we go. Okay. All right. So I mean, I haven't done this at all, and it's been a long time. So take it easy on the internet. But uh, <laughs> I, I uh, all right. So like like an example is uh, when he was 19 and he goes on the Louisiana Hayride. It's, it's 1954. And his voice, you know, he's nervous. His voice at that time, you speak a lot faster when you're nervous. And, and also he was young. And so his voice at that point was like, uh, 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 well, I like to say how happy you are to be down here. It's a real honor for us to be, get a chance to appear on Louisiana Hayride. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So good. good. Very good. And then like a couple of years later, he's 21. It's 1956. And he, honestly, this one I thought of earlier because it's how I feel right now. It's that thing where you're not sleeping at night, you're just buzzing. I can't believe, I, just, I gotta take a second. I'm on Jimmy Fallon talking about playing <laughs> Elvis Presley. Like, you're my hero. Pinch me, mama, big time. I just blows my mind. I really, I, 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 I just, uh, yeah, so at this point, so he's 21, and at that point, he's more like, uh, he says, because uh, uh, he's asked, what, what are you thinking about at night? And he says, well, uh, I, I, everything's happened to me so fast in the last year and a half till uh, I, I'm all mixed up, you know. I mean, I, I can't keep up with everything that's happening. Yeah. It's so it's that. Yeah. A little bit of a stutter kind mm-hmm. of almost mm-hmm. like figuring out. Know. Like a juxtaposition, like we could fast forward to 72. Like there's this great interview in 72 and one of the first things he says is, uh, um, uh, well, because at this point his voice goes more forward into his face, you know. And so then he's like, uh, uh, well, uh, you know, I, I, well, he just came out of here from Memphis and uh, that, that sort of thing. So just a little just bit uh, slower, slower thing or whatever. I, but anyway, I am. It's, it's so exciting. Boy. It's so exciting because he is like the whole world's going to know who Austin Butler is after this. So he's oh, yeah. having a star is born moment, too. He, he really is. He, playing Elvis, which oh, I couldn't. And then he gets up. We posted this, okay, for you guys. He he's like Jimmy said. Can you teach me an Elvis dance move? And one of the things you know, and you learn this if you ever go to Tupelo and you see his childhood home and you see the little church that he went to, is that um, you know going to Baptist gospel services. I mean, people are singing yes. and feeling the music yes. and feeling the spirit. And Elvis always he felt it early, and he his body would just start shaking and rolling. And he was never choreographed. Okay, Elvis did not. He learned Taekwondo and karate, and he got the jumpsuits, and he'd do some of those moves. But everything he did when he first started, that was that was effortless and organic. Oh, Elvis is part gosh, of Lori. The way he moved anyway, his hips. Anyway, you got to check it's, out it's, Austin it's, Butler teaching uh, how to do the slide, you know, shimmy, shake, yeah. hip thing, triangle, whirl that Elvis could do with his pelvis. Oh, you're amazing. So exciting. 
Thanks for hanging out with us. It is Thursday, if you're keeping track, the 9th, um, one day before the weekend, if you um, have forgotten the calendar. It, I have another four-day work week. It's kind of fun. Oh, okay, it. so I want to go back. We were just talking about the Tobacco Film Festival and Jennifer Lopez had the premiere last night with her movie Halftime. She kicked off she the did. festival. Yeah. She did kick it off, and it's the first time it's been done in... You know, live in a couple Mm -hmm. years. And Mm -hmm. who started it was Robert De Niro because they were trying to bring people into the city, into the Tribeca area years ago, whenever he started. So he is, Taylor Swift has a movie that's premiering there, even though it came out and it's all too well, the short film. It's going to be screened at Tribeca Film Festival on June 11th. Followed by a discussion with Taylor Swift, which she'll open about up about the process of the Ten Vision version of her song. That's what mm-hmm. it is. So he was being interviewed, Robert De Niro, by um, Jane Rosenthal, and they sat down. and She's from Variety, and he asked of certain things, you know, like you know, these movies are coming, and Taylor Swift's short film is going to be go- coming in there. And he goes, um, you know, um, do you like Taylor Swift? Kind of. Because she lives in the same neighborhood as him. And, you know, um, she said, he said, you know what? I have all of her albums. He had a more serious note. I'm not a fan. I probably hear her music and like it on the radio. My younger daughter puts a station on and it drives me crazy when they chat. Then they have music. It's okay. But the banner of the talk radio, because, you know, there's all these new Whoever you like, you can listen to them on radio, but then they talk in between, kind of, so you can't get straight music from artists. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, okay. It's horrible. Is this on, like, It's on, like, Apple Music or some of the other things. Like, you just want to listen to an artist. That's why people should just listen to talk radio, like, talk radio. Agreed. And listen to music when they want to listen to music. That's right. Agreed, but I love it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Okay, so it was a more organic conversation. It was, but her movie is one of the movies that's going to be at his festival. A short it's what just this short. short. It was the one. It was the making. Grant, remember this when it came out? All too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all yep. too well. Yep. Well, anyway, going back to J Lo. Yeah. I wonder when our computer get moves gets moved out of the double wide. If the all too well loop, um, will we'll d- we'll stop. Okay, we'll so stay. we did have that for a while. I was like, how come I keep hearing this song? And somehow I got on oh. an all too well loop, <laughs> and we, we were so like we didn't even notice it. It took us like two weeks to notice it. <laughs> but we did the final, tomorrow our computers are being moved. We, You and I are going to be in a conference room. Grant and a team of them are going to be in sales. We're all being spread about the building because we're getting remodeled. Yeah. yeah. And, and you'll, we, have, you'll have access to everything you always had. Which I nice. am impressed that we moved 20 years of crap in less in than two days. Yeah. Wow. But there are some nuggets. We didn't really throw, out. we threw some stuff away. We just piled our crap into more crap. Mm. And some things I couldn't like part with, like Uncle John's fantastic bathroom reader mm-hmm. with amazing trivia and mind-boggling facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that belongs. That needs to be given to somebody. No, 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 at no. A cabin. No, 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 or no. An outhouse. That's no. outhouse reading or no, no. an RV reading. No, material. no, no. Here's no. I am keeping this for our, our show. Yes. I'm, I'm just going to remember to use it again. Nice. I Grant, look at how many. Earmarked pages I have. Oh, yeah. Holy I mean, cow. Yeah, well, we'll bring it back for some randoms, maybe, or no, some fun do stuff. Do it when I'm gone. Oh, I, I cannot really Lori, stand bathroom humor. 
This was a $22 book. Julia, we had the guy on. <laughs> I know we did. And I remember it was a struggle to talk to him. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to get so many good facts from here. You won't right. even know where they're coming from. All right. So <laughs> I have this theory. I just have this theory okay. that, you know, Jennifer Lopez knew that she would be getting um, some headlines from her Tribeca Film Festival halftime premiering. Just getting. Headlines um, about, you know, apparently we see in this documentary her confronting the NFL executives. Why do I have to share the stage with another artist? And so good for her for like recognizing, oh, you know, people, because people will take anything and twist it into something. There's also some people who have yelled at uh, J-Lo Overnight. Well, just because you think you deserve an Oscar doesn't mean you should get an Oscar. I felt that way about that movie 100%, and you felt completely different. I felt the opposite. But so we see her, like, you know, pain. We do. About, you know. Yep. Not and, being and you, nominated for the movie Hustler, which when you I got nominated for everything else. It was because the award shows. Let's just be real. Very often, the same people get nominated over and over. The Oscars and over. are snobs, huh? The Oscars are a little snobbier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, but even even so, you know, sometimes they're not surprised. So maybe that's why she wanted to have this news come out today. Okay, on this initiative, which I think is. So great. I, yep. I love it. And you know what? You got to, timing is everything. And have it come, have this news come out. And what it is, is it's, it's JLo has an initiative. She's partnered with like Goldman Sachs and somebody else to make for the next eight years like $14 billion available in small business loans yeah. for, for Latina, Latina businesses. Owners. I yes. love this. Yeah. So here we go. Honestly, I'm hoping to kind of change the fabric of America, especially for Latino women. Her hope? To help boost Latina small business owners through investment. The 52-year-old partnering with Goldman Sachs and nonprofit Grameen America announcing this morning that they plan to give out more than $14 billion in loans to low-income Latina entrepreneurs over the next eight years. The inability to get access to capital is really one of the things that we feel so strongly about together. And the ability to accelerate the opportunity to have Jennifer really be the national ambassador and ultimate spokesperson to make sure our women understand that they can change their lives. Jennifer, why are Latinas so important to this country? They're just tough. They're made from a certain kind of fabric. They are entrepreneurial. They are inventive. They are creative. You don't have to do this. Why is it so important to you? It's important to me. When you get a little bit older, you understand the meaning behind things. And you've seen enough, and you had your own struggle, and you have en- you've seen enough of injustices. And then I just feel like this country needs more love and positivity and people who want to do good things and are not fighting against each other and who are just giving each other a hand up. That's important to me. My piece of advice would be, you know, to young women, if not you, then who? And, of course- and you know, a little bit later in the interview, you know, she did allude to, and she alluded to this at her VMA Awards, which right. I still am going to say was a very, very good speech, thanking the haters and the people who lied to her and said no to her. You are told no all the time. So imagine being 
a woman of color, a person of yes. color. You know, yes. I mean, it is, we don't always realize, you know, like it used what to be- a privilege you, we just automatically have yes. like being a white woman, but even like or when Julie and I, as women, women yeah. we were trying no. to get angel investors right. for this very progressive idea we had with all of this, our body perks mm-hmm. and our body down there and our body, care, all these we things. Had everything we, we wanted to do twenty years ago, and all the investors were men, and they all we couldn't get money from anybody. That's no, terrible. anybody, and yeah. so I'm like, good for we you. We were so ahead of it. We were, we and were, no and man, though, they laughed at us. Laughed at us. Why would we want down their hair care? Why, Why would, would we want this? So imagine, you know, J-Lo, she has probably heard mm-hmm. from women, you know, like a Latino women, they want to open some kind of a, whether it's a store or salon. Yeah, or, uh, how hard whatever. it is to get to lo- alone. To get alone. Yeah. People just say no, no, no. So she's partnered with these and two I big love companies. And her tearing up, and I love her passion, and I love that... She's giving back. Yes. Because I... She realizes that, you know, she's had some lucky breaks, but she's also fought for herself. But yep. she's had some she's lucky breaks. Hard, she's a very hard worker. I, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And, and you know, when you think about, like... That's a lot of money, $14 billion over Heck, eight yeah. years. It's a and, ton of money. You know. Good for it's her. Not, it's not like, you know... Um, That's a lot of money. It is. Heck, it is. Yeah. I think it's a lot of money. And I... And I love how impassioned she is, and I yes. and she is, she knows how to work the media, that's but right. she also is doing something great, and yeah. I, you know, that's awesome. So it was coincidental, these two things yeah. happened, yeah. and I just... How, what, did, what did she say about Ray Liotta, Lori? Because they worked together oh, she on that tweeted, show. She tweeted I mean, after he died. You loved that show. Um, she, what she said about Ray Liotta was, because that show was three years, Shades of Blue. Yeah. And she said, "What I will never forget about him was um, something about how um, just how kind of a person was, but how much fun he had with her kids. Oh, he was—he sounded like you know, because her kids would have been like, I don't know, that would have been seven, eight, been, yeah, something like yeah, that. And maybe he was kind of like yeah. a fun uncle with them, and they were always on the set because they filmed that in New York, and right? So yeah, she was very had nothing but the nicest of things, and he's in a new." Did- a new thing that's coming out on Apple. Yeah, Blackbird. Blackbird. Yeah. I think you posted, I posted it yesterday. You never talked about it, but no, it and looks he good. looks really good and it's emotional. You get a little narration. He's a father of a cop who is in jail for some corrupt actions. Okay. And he's trying to convince his son, who's this <laughs> cop in jail, to work with the police and go into a maximum security uh and work with a and try to get some information from a serial killer. But it's a very fatherly role from Ray Liotta. There's some narration. It starts out with the most beautiful line. It's something like, this is not the life I ever wanted for you. I always wanted you to have a good job and family and a paid life. Like, it's just... Is Taryn Egerton the son? Elton John? Yes. Yes, I believe so. Yes. Oh, I want to watch that. Okay, I have one more question. Did we ever figure out what he died from? Look at that, Julia. Casey is listening. He never listens to the show, and he just sent me a note. The Godfather singer that's Frank Sinatra's Johnny Fontaine. Oh, of, oh, of course. And I swear- this is from the King of Diamonds. That's what his nom de plume was when he would call into the radio show of the early days. Uh, that, hi, KCB. Yeah. That's so fun that you're listening. Um, gosh, I feel kind of honored and slightly nervous at the same time with him listening. We're live at Lush. We are kicking off Pride Month today we, we're gonna have a special guest on today at 4 30 to talk about everything that's going on with pride i feel like we haven't been able to do the parade in a few years how it's everything's it's gonna be bigger years, yeah. better bolder funner this year mm-hmm. and we're delighted to have 
um, him come join us at 4.30. But in the meantime... In the meantime, Julia. We have, um, I don't know if it's a birthday. Is it Joan Rivers' birthday today? Somehow she got in my mind when I came to work. and I'm like, Lori, I, I, we're going to do 10 fun facts on Joan Rivers today. Oh, all right. Well, listen, you know, you can never get she, sick of Joan. I think it is. gone too soon. She was born in 1933 and died in 2014, eight years ago. It feels yep. like yesterday and it feels like forever. Her mm-hmm. birthday was uh, 1930, June 8th, 1933. Yeah. Right. Okay. Happy so birthday. Joan and Nancy. Nancy. We're wow. the same day. So here's a little bit about Joan. The very first time... I mean, can we talk? Everyone will remember that from mm-hmm. the 90s. I mean, mm-hmm. and when we were starting out, can we talk? Everyone was doing that. And then Wendy Williams came out with, how you doing? How you doing? But can we talk? And if you ever were able to see Joan Rivers stand up, it was probably the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Yeah. She was a force to be reckoned with. And here's just some things about her life. Her real name was Joan Alexandria Malinsky changed her name for obvious reasons. Everyone did when they went to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Carson championed her big time, and she was a permanent guest host during uh, from the years of 1983 to 1986. And um, she was on a long time, and she did it a lot. And a lot of the men who would be the guest hosts on the Carson's show would go off and get their own gigs and stuff, and he never minded. But she... Didn't tell him, and she got her own talk show with her husband, Edgar, being her manager. Edgar got her the talk show, and he talked her into not telling Johnny, Johnny, and then he cut her off. Until she was done. So when she tells him, I'm going to go have the Joan Rivers show, he never spoke to her again. So, and they were he. They really had a great friendship. We thought he he, he, he was a he cold, had, weird he man. He had picadillos that Johnny, but he was so talented. I, is it a picadillo or a peccadillo? Uh, it, you choose. Okay, pick a peccadillos. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll do whatever dillo you want here. We're at Lush. Okay. True. Anywho, so he and she thought it was because she was a woman. She said he felt like he had ownership of me, and I yes. think that's only because I'm a woman, because so many other men had gone off and done other things. Amen, Joan. I, I would agree. A terrible thing happened. The Fox Joan Rivers show was a huge flop, and in 1987, her husband, who she was married to for 22 years, and the father of their daughter, Melissa, took his life by suicide. And it was so shocking to her, and what happened is he was her business manager, too, and they found out that they were $37 million in debt. Wow. He was not a good manager. He was or not a, a good, good manager. Producer. No. And so after the dad died, who Melissa was closer to their daughter, Melissa quit talking to her mom, Joan, and she said she contemplated taking her own life as well about oh, eight no. months later. And she just said, Melissa wasn't talking to me. My career was in the toilet. I, I lost my money. Vegas contracts. Just I, like Deborah Vance and Hacks. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. Lori. And I thought, what's the point? This is stupid. But then her Yorkie Spike, she credits him for saving her life. He jumped on her lap, and she realized no one would take care of him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, enough of that. And there's more details, but I'm not going to tell you. So what she, um, she did is to get herself out of debt, she signed a huge deal with QVC when celebrities really were not selling anything on QVC, and she started with the Joan Rivers collection of accessory. Deborah Vance really is based on Joan Rivers. I think you're right. Because she's got the QVC line, if you've... 
the big yes. brooches. The which, brooches yeah. and everything. Yeah. I know. So she did that for 24 years on QVC, and it brought her back. She sold over a billion dollars of items. It was um, in the late 90s. She was <laughs> estimated to make over... Um, like $10 million a year. Her total income from the QVC was like $250 million. We're talking about Joan Rivers, if you're just joining us. She um, was thrifty, but she loved her fashion. But she thought, why am I paying you know, $10,000 for this wrap and only wearing it once? So she would always mix and match, and her wardrobe was something she was very proud of, even before she started to do Fashion Police yeah. and be on the red carpet with her daughter. She had um, a huge china collection. She fashioned her New York apartment, which was several apartments and several floors. Did we see it in the Joan Rivers? We the, did. That we one saw it TV in her show? documentary. Okay, or the documentary. Um, which was called Joan Rivers, the documentary. I can't remember. And it was all like... Joan Rivers, a life. Yeah. That's what it was called. And it was like gilded. It was all kind of... Very, over the top. It looked like a palace. Yeah, it looked, it looked like, like Versailles. Versailles. One, mm-hmm. You know, one of the finished rooms in Versailles. I think it was, was it Joan Rivers, a piece of work? Yes, yes that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. So, um, and of course, she was one of the first women that was really pro-plastic surgery and would talk about it. You know, she, she was... She looks completely different, though. Once she started, oh, she totally... She never stopped. She never resembled her... You know, because I thought she was really cute in the 60s and 70s, but... She just started and then, you know, just kept going and didn't she care. She must have liked it. But Lori, she wrote a book. We had her on for a book that she wrote a novel. She, yeah, she wrote several yeah, books. No, this last one, though, was kind of about... Is that when we had her on? My God, we were so nervous. We were so intimidated. What can we possibly ask Joan Rivers? Does anyone remember? Pass? I'm seeing Linda, I believe, is a longtime listener. And um, when she came on, Lori, I introduced her. Mm-hmm. And we were so panic-stricken. What are we going to say? What are we going to say? What are we going to say? And I said, oh, my gosh, Joan, we have loved you forever and ever. And I went on and on. Oh, and yeah. she goes, come on. Get on with it. Get on with it. And I'm just like, okay. Okay. A gal does not want to be bogged down with compliments. And right. she really doesn't. No. She, she had many, many famous feuds um, with different celebrities. Elizabeth over, Taylor. Over the year, mm-hmm. yes. Another one was, and this was Kristen Stewart. Oh. Back in the day when Kristen Stewart was huge with Twilight and everything, she had the affair with the director of that weird movie she was doing next and was busted. The Huntsman. So she wrote a joke about it, and um, she said um, that basically about Kristen Stewart, she's the best one-trick pony in the center book, Kristen Stewart, who got a whole career by able, being able to juggle a director's balls. Oh, jeez. That's a good joke. <laughs> I thought so, too. Um, and she said Stewart's lawyer called her lawyer, Joan Rivers' lawyer, and wanted the book to be taken from Booksort and demanded a public apology. No way. And her lawyer, she said, I loved him so much, said to Kristen Stewart, have you read the book? Have you seen the disclaimer? It's a comedy book. And I feel like that's the rage that all comedians want to say now. It's comedy. Right, right, We're right. We're making fun of it. She also reportedly... So she up- never apologized never. or took it out of the book. She never... Um, she also upset Adele. And the Kardashian family. Mm. I don't know. This makes me so happy Grant, to re 